You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. Uh, we're here upstairs from the Comedy Cellar, not downstairs where we usually are. because uh, And I'm here, of course, with uh, our producer, Periel Aschenbrunn, and um, my co-host, Mr. Dan Natterman. And we have uh, one of our best guests ever, Dan. I'll let you do the introduction. You want me to do the introduction? Please do. Please do. Our guest today is Mr. Michael J. Fox. And he needs no introduction, but I'll do one anyway. <laughs> The recipient of countless awards, five Emmys, four Golden Globes, two SAG Awards. At age 29, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, Now he shared public, which he shared publicly in 1998. In 2000, he established the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. In 2011, he received the Order of Canada, which I guess is like our... Um, Mueller report. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he, him and his wife, actress Tracy Pollan, have four children. They live in Manhattan. Michael, thanks for coming. Hey. My pleasure. You did that trippingly. <laughs> I did that what? Trippingly. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, Michael, I, I performed at your Parkinson's benefit two years ago. And great approbation. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you I was told that, that you uh, hired, that you were a fan of mine. But um, I'm not sure if that's true. Maybe I was just... Yeah, no, absolutely. I, they, they, gave, uh, they gave me a list of, of, of comics that, that, that were willing to do the show. And, and, uh, and I saw your name on the list, and I said, I, I haven't seen him. He's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you, and you proved me right. You were, you, were, you were tremendous. And you made the mistake of giving me your phone number. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is the reason you're here today, because... Uh, I like the voice you used last week, by the way. <laughs> that, that heavy voice you used. Yeah. Normally, when you call, you do the high, flighty voice, but you did the low, heavy, serious, the creepy, the creepy, creepy, creepy voice. One. I really liked it a lot, and that's what drew you in. That's it. You had me. So, thank you for coming. Um, and and how are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm stumbling a little bit. I, I climbed like eight flights of stairs to get up here. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, I don't think uh, the cane might have been a tip-off that, that might be tough for me, but... but, uh, but I, I, no, you know, now I feel guilty because I said, why are we doing it upstairs? Are the stairs a problem? And she told me she, the stairs were... No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, so, I, 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 I'm sorry. Mission accomplished. I did it. I'm up uh, here. I'm, I'm up here for life. I'm, I'm going to be up in this room forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around trying to see where I'm going to sleep and make a nest. Michael, you wrote a book in, uh, I think it was... Uh, um, in the two thousand, in the early two thousands, called Lucky 2002. Man, two thousand two, called Lucky Man, and you said that the 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 years since your diagnosis of Parkinson's have been some of the more f most fulfilling years of your life. And that's just, that's just proven more so ever since then. It it's uh, it's it's been really interesting because um, you get you, you um I, I can can I use profanity? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, please do. You get a shit sandwich and you realize it's something to eat. <laughs> I mean, you're not starving, and and, and it's just it's just you find that you find the the, the the good stuff at the edges of of the bad stuff, and and um and and I've been put in situations and met people and given opportunities to do things that uh, with the foundation we've we've raised uh, over eight hundred million dollars for research. It's incredible. I mean, that, 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 to get that opportunity to do that, I mean that, that, that you can't you can't whine about that. That's just great, and it and it's given me an appreciation for. 
for for my family and for my kids and for my my work when I'm able to do it, and I have to adjust my work because I don't have the same tools that I used to have to do the things I used to do, and and now I find new ways to do it, and and so life's just opened up in a way. Things close down, but things open up. So so would you say so you would you say that this is among the happiest times of your life? You look back on your life and you say, well, what was the happiest time? Was it when you were the biggest star on planet Earth? Or, or, every, every day I wake up is is is, is, is I mean, I mean it sounds sucky and 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 and, and maudlin and trite and treacly, but but it's true. It's just every day I wake up. I have four kids I love. I got a wife that's fantastic, and they, she 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 keeps me around. And and um and yeah, I love I love the work I'm able to do at the foundation. I love the work. I love writing. I'm writing another book. Uh, I love acting when I get a chance to do it. And and um and so it's all good. And and and. Kind of you, well, you have a can, better can, attitude than I do. Can, can, well, can, can I ask you a question? And, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what, what advice, you know, we all get so upset about things that are, you know, we react to little things in our lives the way we react to big things. What, what advice do you give somebody to how to keep things in perspective about what's going on in their lives? Uh, I have a lot of these things that, 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 that like, are really available to me that I, I think are, are true. Which is, One is that if, if you... If you imagine the worst case scenario and it actually happens, you've lived it twice. You, well, like don't don't go through shit and and just and, and experience all this stuff and, and think about it, fret about it because because if it happens, you've already, you've already gone through all that shit and you get through it again. Well, you know what Shakespeare so, said from Julius Caesar: "Cowards die many times before their deaths. Yeah. The valiant never taste of death just once." It seems to me most strange that men should fear. Seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. <laughs> he must have had lessons. Out no, of brief candle, life is but a walking well, that's, shadow. Well, that's Macbeth. <laughs> a player that's dressed in French's out upon the stage yep, and there's so, heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Did you just call him an idiot? We're, doing <laughs> a sh- we're having a Shakespeare off. Uh, I, I, Michael I, J. Fox. My, my 11th grade education, that's as far as I go. So, I mean, uh, so... It, it, yeah. But the so, point is, is wait, don't, don't, don't stress it until it happens. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's, it's, there's enough... There's enough. There's stuff that you can't do anything about, and and and, and if you're focusing on that, you you're not dealing with the stuff you can do something about. Like I like I put it like with Parkinson's on, uh, and and the other stuff I dealt with in the most more recently. Uh, I had some spinal issues and and and, and but we went through massive rehabilitation and and um, it, it's just that like I find that if I if I accept something if I if I say okay this is it that uh, this is what I have. And, 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 and I look at it, and I weigh it, and I measure it, and I look at it. I'm not afraid to look at any part of it. I'm not afraid to go into any aspect of it, any possibility that it might bring about. But just really look at it. Then I got it. I got it nailed. And then it's only going to take up the space it takes up. It's not going to be this amorphous blob that eats all my life with, with, with dread and, and, and worry and fills every cranny. I because I know what it is. And now that leaves room for me to do other stuff. I can, I can identify areas that I can go in and flourish. Um, because because I know what that big boogeyman is. Are you do you do you have a spiritual life? Or you uh, believe in in some higher power that might might be have planned this out so that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't I'm I don't believe there's a pardon. There's a reason for there's a purpose behind this. So you're you're not one of those guys. No. no. So and I and I have just one other thing that I that I always think about, and this I, I've thought about this many times. Proceeding meeting you, there are certain people in all walks of life that I notice, like who who deal with challenges that I can't imagine. And I wonder what you all have in common. For instance, off the top of my head, like Charles Krauthammer was, you know, 
paraplegic and a quadriplegic. And Rush Limbaugh is deaf. And there's this other deaf comedian who's performing. I, I love the people you're putting me in with. Well, no, I'm, I'm so, you know, I, I, I was afra- actually, I was afraid to say it. I was saying, is, is that going to well, be Christopher an insult? Re- Chris, but I'm saying people, people who overcome what I would, the psychological stress that would crush me. My wife knows me. I wouldn't, I'd be afraid to get, I just would not be able to get out of bed. I would be so sorry for myself. So I mean, what do you guys all have in common? You're like, fuck this. This is not going to stop me. I'm moving on with my life. I, I don't know. I, I think it's um, it's just a it's just a gratitude uh, for for you know it, it, again it's this idea of, of a higher power or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, the other thing I do close to that is meditation, and I meditate. And what I like about meditating is is that is that like you be meditating and, and the thought will come into your head, and the idea is to see that thought, to recognize it, to to respect it, and let it go. And it just has no. You have no. I have nothing to do with it today. I have no. I have no room for it on my plate to deal with that thing. And so it's just thought. Okay, see it, let it go, and 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 um, that applies to everything. It's like it's like something comes into your thing, and and then you can't. You haven't got an answer for it. We'll let it go, and it'll come back again another time, and you you maybe have an answer for it. So I don't. I don't. I don't. Um. I just don't freak out about stuff. It's just. It's like. It's like if you. When I, I had this spinal surgery about a year ago, and, and they told me it takes two years to, to recover from it, and, and I had to learn how to walk again, and I had to, to, to do all that stuff. And I mean, when I say to learn how to walk again, I mean, I really had to learn how to transfer the, weight, the, the energy from my right butt cheek into my left leg and take that weight and then transfer it again and, and think about all those steps and, and, and really literally take things one step at a time. And, 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 um, and when you break it down like that, you haven't got room for all the goofy shit. You just you're just trying to trying to get across the room without falling down. Like I I, I learned how to walk again in in and then finally August I was I had the surgery in April and by August I was walking by myself. I didn't have a cane anymore. Didn't have the walker. I went through all that stuff in a wheelchair and and and, and it was really tough. And um and then I, I then I was walking again. So I, so I, I I I my my family was at the beach and I came into the city to do a, a, a shoot on a. A movie they asked me to do a cameo on it and I thought this is great I'm gonna do a cameo on this movie I'm walking I'm feeling great and I walked into my kitchen and I was alone in the house and, and um, I slipped on the tile and went down and fractured my arm a spiral fracture my my humerus and and just trashed my arm I got 20 20 pins in that plate and um and it was just a great fuck you it was just a great like you can't you can't ever take that next step for granted and so when you do when you do that when 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 you watch every step or appreciate every step, um, it's it's you just love life. You just see the stuff that works, and, and you really appreciate it. You got to remember, Noam. He's from Western Canada, and there are hardier people there. I think than <laughs> well, I, than the than the, than the uh, northeastern we play variety. I, I just can't I can't express how much I I admire that, and I and I hope I could you know. Learn from that, Michael. Talk about. I mean, well, I just, Dan, I have, talk about some of the movies and stuff. Talk well, about first of all, when when you were in when you were at the height of everything, and you were, and Perry L, our producer, had posters of you all over her wall. By the way, but that's 
That shouldn't come as yeah, a surprise. I didn't even know you were like a teen heartthrob. I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. Oh my god, are you kidding? I it didn't like realize. In every but teen magazine. Were you now? I can explain this to my daughters. They don't, they don't, they don't believe it. Well, you're never. <laughs> How old are your daughters? Uh, they're not 24 and 20 and 17. But <laughs> well, you're never going to be cool in the eyes of your children, no. even if I mean, Noam is not cool anyway. No, I, 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 they, they call me, they call me dude. My kids call me dude, and I, and I said, and I said. A dude like the Big Lebowski dude? And I said, no, dude like duty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you were in those days, back in the, in the Back of the Future and uh, Family Ties era. Teen did you, Beat. Did you ever think, I mean, obviously, and, and, and I don't know if you ever thought this far forward in life. Did you have any um, thoughts about what your life might be 20 years out, what your career might be 20 years out? Well, or did I, you not even think that far? I didn't have the time. I didn't have the time. So, so I met my wife, and then I started to think long term, and, and 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 like realized that I had to like figure figure something out. Because I, I mean, I was as as kind of enlightened and 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 zen like that I am now. I was I was a maniac. I had I was twenty four years old. I had a Ferrari and a Range Rover and a Mercedes five sixty SL and a Nissan three hundred ZX and 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 I was just going to the improv every night and all these clubs and just getting smashed and 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 partying and living like like there's no tomorrow and um and and that was gonna that was gonna run out that and if i kept it on that track it would have been in trouble but so you you knew that even then as a, as a young person and young people usually feel they're invincible but you knew that this had to change well when i, when I met when i met tracy and she kind of said you know you're you're on, you're on a track that's not good and I, I realized that it didn't mean I stopped drinking right away. It took me a while, but but um, but it was crazy. It was a crazy time. It was. I thought I thought it was a. I, I I thought it was a rock star. I thought it was. Well, you were. I mean, you were. Effectively you're still worried. a rock star. Is this, is this the same time that you did that movie about the guy with the drug problem? Bright lights, big yeah, city. Yeah, right. Was this was that a similar at the similar time that you were going through these thoughts? Yeah, I was. I was. I was. I wasn't doing much coke, but I was drinking a lot of whiskey. And and it was I was pretty pretty out there. Um, well, and yeah, what what thoughts? What in terms of your career? What did you have any thoughts about what where your career might go after after uh, all of this? Did you have any particular? Did you want did you want to direct or write or? I, I, do want, I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to. to I mean, I wanted to do writing uh, films, and I wanted to do films of, of you know comedies and dramatic films and and. And, and other kinds of work, but but um, I think that uh, I didn't have a. a I mean, it, when, once I was diagnosed, then, then then it became about just doing as much work as I could because they told me I had ten years left to work, and so I decided I got to cram as much work into this as I can, and then that that didn't that didn't work out. That was it, it was a fruitful. So it's all that stuff, all the career stuff. It's hard to like I look at it now, and it's 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 it's, it's interesting. But it's not, uh, it's not the big stuff to me. Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Because this is what worries me. Is there, a, is there a bubble over your head saying at some point, it's like, why are they keep asking about all this Parkinson stuff? Why don't they, you know, like, I'd love to talk about what it was like to be on the set of Back to the Future and stuff like that. Is that like, because there's a whole, like, there's a whole Michael J. Fox universe of stuff that we all grew up with that we're fascinated by that I don't want to pass over in this half an hour, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that stuff? I, I'm, 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 I'm game for anything. I'll talk about. Well, it. What, what what are you? Is what in your career are you most proud of? Of all the things you've done in your showbiz career, well, I think, uh, prior I think, to your philanthropy, what was the most fun? The double whammy of, of of doing Back to the Future and Family Ties was just. I mean, the fact that that happened, 
it was incredible to to do both those things and 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 to work with uh, uh, Bob Zemeckis and to work with Gary Goldberg, who's who's passed away since. And the next thing you know, it's the '60s. You turn around, there's a women's movement. <laughs> I was born too late, Dad. I should have been born in the '50s. Even then, you'd be a little on the conservative side. <laughs> the 1750s. <laughs> Do your kids watch? Did they watch? No, they nothing. No, they, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. My son must have been like eighteen before he saw Back to the Future, but 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 my son, like, I mean, imagine. I was talking about this before to somebody to you about 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 um my kids. I can't imagine what it was like. I grew up in Canada. Like my dad was in the military. My mom was a payroll clerk. Uh, I I made strange enough money to get to let me play hockey and. And and I I went to a, a school for at risk kids and I mean I just had a normal life and and then my kids grew up in the Upper East Side of Manhattan went to private schools went to great universities uh, and and had famous parents and so I their 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 experience is different I mean so but but, but but they like they seem to like me and they and <laughs> <laughs> how were you discovered um, I did a movie in Canada um, with with Art Carney and Warren Staple and I was I was um. I was I worked a lot in Canada doing kid stuff, and um and I did this this American movie and and um and they went down to the states and I started to get calls from agents in the states, based on what the the producers and and others had said about me about this kid in Canada, who who by the way and this was no small part of it, was was eighteen but looked or almost eighteen but looked thirteen, and so it, it was it became uh, easy to get me visas because. Because I was valuable and I could help them avoid child labor laws. Ah. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, that is interesting. And it gave me a leg up. And, um, Did and your parents think you were insane coming from that background? Well, of course I was insane anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was a crazy little kid. I, I, was, I was like as tall as this bottle. And and I was let the know, record show. He's pointing to a pole. You're running around spouting out all those conservative Reagan views, and uh, <laughs> well, I, I've always been a lefty. So it's, just, uh. it's, it's, it's this has been an interesting part of my journey too, being being a poster boy for, for for an ideal ide, ideology that I don't really subscribe to. Is it true that they wanted uh, um, um, people always say I look like him, uh, Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick for the role of Alex. Yeah, P. Keith. he wanted he wanted, he wanted Matthew, and he and he. Uh, Gary, he he didn't want to. I came in and read for him. I was the first guy that read for the part, and and I, I, I it was good material, and I had a take on it. But this guy was kind of a smartass, and um, and Gary hated me, just hated me, didn't, and and so for the next month, Judith Weiner, the casting director, really wanted me to go back. I wanted Gary to see me again, and Gary said, like Judith, I'm a grown man. I know what I like. I know what I don't like, and I don't like this kid. I don't think he's good. I don't want to see him. I want I want Matthew, and we can't okay, get Matthew. We get somebody somebody else. And so finally, she 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 prevailed on him when he couldn't find anybody to just give me one shot. So I came in, and 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 for some reason, just that day, I mean, you know what it's like. Just that day, just the shit was happening, and it just I just was in the pocket, and and he became my champion right away. And he, um, uh, this is kind of a funny story. He 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 went to the network and, and and went to bat for me to get me on the show. I did the pilot. And 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 it, and it went really well, and and, and it was really Alex centric, and and so right away you could kind of see where this character could go. But but the network, uh, uh, Warren, uh, Warren Littlefield, uh, um, uh, Brandon Brandon Tartikoff, uh, didn't didn't like me. And, and now now Gary was in the other, she was on the other foot. Gary was saying this guy's great, this kid's great, 
and and um and and he said I give him two jokes, he gives me three laughs, and, and that was his that was his 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 uh, argument, and and Brandon said, I don't know, I can't see his face on a lunchbox, and Gary said, so that's the criteria, like he has to look good on a lunchbox, so to to Brandon's credit, when when Back to the Future hit, and and Family Ties was the number two show in the country, and Back to the Future was the number one movie, and Teen Wolf was the number two movie. Um, uh, he he caught. He said, "You know what? How stupid I am." I, I said, "Michael Fox never looked good in a lunchbox." So I, I had a lunchbox made <laughs> <laughs> with my picture on it, and 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 I signed it to Brandon. This is for you to put your crow in. <laughs> but Brandon also thought that Seinfeld was too Jewish, I think, yeah. and was also poo pooed Seinfeld. You, you, you thought maybe really he would have learned. Funny. But he was, he was a great guy. To his credit, he put that down on his desk and kept it. To, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Did you have a Michael J. Fox lunchbox, Perio? No, I just I, had I, posters I, all over my room. The posters, yeah. Yeah, I had a Fantastic I, Four lunchbox. I was on the ceilings of a lot of. Did, did There's you, a comic here, by the way, that made out with your poster. Oh, really? Yeah, our, our very own Rachel Feinstein, who was on uh, The Tonight Show. <laughs> Why didn't we get her on the show? <laughs> we tried to, but she's in Aruba with Aruba Ray. So, back to the future. I, just, I, I, I was flipping through the channels the other day, and it was on. But by the way, it holds up. I think it's kind of like The Wizard of Oz. I think they're going to watch it 100 years from now. I, I, was, I was related to that. It's, it's, it's Wizard of Oz. I remember, like, Wizard of Oz, before there was uh, viewing platforms and cable TV and direct TV and all the stuff we have now. Like, like they played it every year Thanksgiving or Christmas or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And and, and that's, you know, that's the only time you saw it, so you, you waited to, to see it. And then and then I went away all the way through my teenage years, and then I started to try to match it up with the dark side of the moon <laughs> and, and do that. But 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 um but yeah, that's that's the thing, and kids really love it. And and it's it's, it's strange because we're now well, you know, we 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 passed the time when right went to when we went to in the future. That was like a big event a few years ago. And people are still crazy about it. I mean, when I go to the airport, there's there's like 30 people with hoverboards, and I don't know how they figure out what flight I'm on. I mean, I book a flight at four o'clock for five o'clock, and I'll get there quarter to five, and there'll be 20 people there with with uh, out of out of time license plates, and um, it's just people. Are just it's still it's crazy. magical. It's one of those things. I always uh, well, I try to make a joke about how how uh, in all movies about time travel. The guy who invents the time machine, it's always far and away his best invention. Yeah. You know, like he's got like uh, something to keep coffee hot, you know, maybe like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like everything else is, he's, he's bent time and space, but every other invention kind of sucks. Yeah. It never got laughs either at the club. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Give him a laugh, Mike. So, but what did, uh, what did wait, Dr. Wait, wait, Brown... Wait, I didn't get to ask my question. So what? you actually play the guitar? Yeah, uh, that's what I because it looked like in the Chuck in the Johnny Be Good scene that you're actually playing the guitar. Well, when I came, I came on to the movie, I, I, there was another actor who, who did the role for for about five weeks before they brought me in, and um and so a lot of stuff was shot and a lot of stuff was recorded like that that was all recorded, and 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 that track existed, so uh, but I said to them, uh, I said you know just when you're shooting this, just so you know, I can play this, so you can shoot my hands. And 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 so and so that that kind of went both ways because it said like I'll do this and I'll, I'll play the notes, but but be on my hands at the right time like when the right notes are playing. All right, because you. So, so but but they, Dean Cundey was a brilliant photographer and 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 they they got it and and I worked with this uh, this choreographer who um, who was Madonna's choreographer at the time. I don't know how many she probably went through a lot of choreographers, but but he was great. This guy I wish I could remember his name. And and he um 
and and we went through. He said, "What do you want to do here?" And I said, uh, I, "I I I like that. Maybe just go through all my guitar heroes. Just go through like Townsend and Page and 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 Chuck Berry, of course. And and um and I was so sensitive to 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 the fact that that I I I, I mean I had some feelings about a white kid showing inventing rock and roll. I mean it was a little." Touch and go for well, you, me. Yeah, he didn't invent it. You you got it from Chuck Barry, and then you went back in time and gave it back to him. Johnny, be good. Chuck, Chuck, it's Marvin, your cousin Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Yeah, but but it's just, it's, I mean, yeah. But I hear what you're saying. It's it, it totally, there was no bad intent behind it. It was just one of those things. Like Today, it might actually have been controversial. That's it, it, just it what might, you're saying. It might yeah. have been. I mean, and it wasn't intended to be controversial. Yeah. And, and so that's why, why I put the, put into the, the, the thing that it was all these guitar heroes, Jimi Hendrix, and, 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 and uh, who did we do? We did Townsend, we did Van Halen, we did, I went through a list of them. And, and we worked it all in, and, and it, was just, it was so much fun. And, and and to this day, I play. I play. It's a medley of my hit. I play it at at, uh, at our benefit every year. I play it with, with whoever guest we have. <laughs> I play it with uh, with uh, uh, Chris uh, Chris Martin and, and 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 Brad Paisley and and Dave Matthews and. Now that was the year I was there. Was Dave Matthews? Oh, Dave Matthews. We did it all along the Watchtower. That's what awesome. Did. That's cool. Yeah, Noam's, a, Noam's a very accomplished guitarist. Well, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of guitars here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guitars. Yeah, because Noam's, he likes to play every... Uh, is, is that an extra... That's my father's 1950s Gibson Birdland that, that he, he played. Yeah, that's, that's gorgeous. Yeah. They do have music here every Friday night Noam plays. And I'm sure Noam would, uh, would comp your uh, kebab. <laughs> half price. <laughs> half price. I don't drink, so you have to... Diet Cokes for three dollars. You want a Pepsi free? But it, no, yeah. seriously. More recently, I just I'm remiss not to tell you how fantastic I thought you are on the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Oh, thank you. That was really one of the great episodes of Curb, of which there were many. You know what was great about that show was 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 not so much me. Is I mean I love the kid. The, 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 the kid with the sewing machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. The Nazi uniforms. Can you get me one? A swastika? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Jews would like that. Get a life, Jews. Okay. <laughs> it was so fun. You were so funny. That was that was really fun. That was um, it was great because you could do you literally do anything. Mm -hmm. And 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 um that 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 an improv uh, vibe. I didn't know how real it was. I didn't know how how. Whether they called the improv and, and Larry just gave you lines, which he did, but 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 he just gave me freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. That part where um, he drew a Hitler mustache on um, my father-in-law was that a real magazine cover of yeah. your father-in-law? Yeah, Go my father-in-law. <laughs> can I? Can I? You, this is this is fishing, but you were you were at the same time walking kind of the same earth. Did you know Michael Jackson? Were you? Do you have experiences with him during the, that that height of his? I met Michael Jackson a few times. Um, I, I didn't. I, I, I met him one time, and, and um, uh, I, I went to, to his house and, and to meet him. And he, um, he, uh, I got very quickly. He was lovely and he was really nice and and, and welcoming. But he, he had just bought the, the the Beatles catalog, the Northern Songs catalog, 
And I wanted to talk to him about that. I mean, by the Beatles catalog. I mean, from out it? from under Paul McCartney. Yeah, out from under Paul McCartney. I mean, it was just such a ballsy move, and it was so like so canny and so. And 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 we didn't talk about that. We talked about his giraffe and 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 and, and, and his giraffe. Why is he into animals? And, and, um, he was sweet. He was. I mean, I I I I know the, all the stuff about him that that has been revealed and talked about, and I I can't speak to that. Um, but but then then uh, later on, I, I referred to in, in an interview I did the other day to, to one time I was walking through. Uh, we were at a, a Pepsi convention in, in Hawaii, and I, and I walked by him, and, and he it was him and Bubbles was there, and I just kind of said, "Hey, Mikey Bubbles," and, and walked by and said, well, "That was weird." <laughs> <laughs> what else, Dan? What else? Well, you you mentioned one of your kids wants to be in show business. Wants to be a producer. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel about uh, a, a kid following in your footsteps in, in show business? Well, I, I mean, I, a lot of my kids want to be entertainers. I, mean, my, my, well, I have one daughter who is a uh, pretty accomplished ballerina, and she, she, she went to college on the strength of that and, and, and other things. I mean, she's a good student. Um, and and my, my youngest is, is uh, uh, she's like the future president of the United States. I don't know, she, she could do anything she wants to do. And all my kids are like that. And and, and my son, uh, he did that kind of millennial thing where he had like nine careers in five years. And and, and then decided he wanted, he wanted to get involved in independent film. So he went to work, work at an agency and is going up through the ranks there. And and, and, and so we'll see what he does. But does a Fox name helping him at all or, or not not really? Don't hurt. I don't, I don't think I don't think he puts that in his his arsenal. I don't think he, he, he leads with that. He. He 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 was a good student and went to a good school and 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 is a good guy and and smart and funny and like I say he's taller than me better looking than me and smarter than me so I did my job in the Darwinian chain I gave him just enough and and my my wife gave him all the good stuff and and he he's doing great. No, would you say that about your children that your wife gave them all the that's good my, stuff? That's my wife, by that's the way. That's your wife over there. Uh, I always say anything good is my wife's fault. The <laughs> that's the right thing to say. I don't know. I, I do know the following that that uh, that a lot of times um, the children of very very talented people are actually also very very talented people, and sometimes people want to think that they're not because just just because you're dead. But no, it's, it's it's they're actually talented because it's passed down quite often. I believe. Well, this goes back to when you asked me about it, my kids watch the shows and stuff. They they didn't really and, and and they didn't they didn't express much interest in it, and I always took that as a compliment. Uh, because they didn't want to know that part of me that that wasn't that wasn't important to them. It didn't it didn't relate that who how who I was to other people was secondary to them to who I was to them. That's so interesting. Like you're just their dad. Yeah, they, I mean they can. They, you know, someone goes, oh, your dad. He's a great man. He's a, it's like look at him like. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, my, my kids, I mean, obviously, I'm not famous for anything, but, but you know, my, my kids don't care at all about anything that goes on at the Comedy Cellar until one thing happened. Ant-Man showed up. Mm. When, when Ant-Man came to the Comedy Cellar with Jeff Ross, right? Now Daddy's important. Ant-Man was at the club. But other than that, Paul Rudd showed up. Other than that, they, don't, they couldn't care less. Paul Rudd is cool. Yeah, that was, their dad did something. Yep, sweetheart. If you, if want, you want to talk, you have to talk you, you, you a microphone. Get a mic. she's, she's not that technically in, in, inclined. Uh, this is she right there. This is. 
Hot wife, right? You, yeah. You. <laughs> do you still like that? So, do you still, you know that song when you and Tracy uh, on um, Family Ties that, you know, the Billy Bear and the Beaters? That song is crazy. Do you like or you can't stand listening to it? Was well, a song of what? There was, a time, there was a time we couldn't walk into a bar or a restaurant where they didn't stop whatever they're doing and play that song. And it, it, it just it grew to haunt us. <laughs> And 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 it's, it's it's a lovely song, but it's it's the 137th listening. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up. But Billy Vera and the Beaters were a great band, and, and uh, well, that that I mean, they, they were made, I guess, by that, by their association with you and Tracy, and with that with that scene. I knew them before they they did that song. Before we were associated with it, I, I knew them from just the bars in, in L.A. They were they were just a great band you'd go and listen to and and they were in that movie Blind Date with uh, Bruce Willis yeah. and uh, uh, Kim Bassinger I remember they did a scene there yeah they, they were good but 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 it's throw me crazy I'd hear it in my sleep well, I do have it on my uh, phone but <laughs> I, I, I will <laughs> refrain from from uh, playing it although I, I still like it but I haven't heard it as many it, times people your, don't play it when I walk into a room it's your ringtone <laughs> No, but um, what's ahead in terms of your foundation? If we can well, get, back, I, get back to that topic, we're um, we're we're doing we're fortunate ahead. What we're, we're we've just got a couple of drugs through the F, uh, FDA, FDA, which is a bit big thing for us because we we've worked with uh, um, drug companies for years and and um, in trying to get them to de-risk. We, we de-risk things for them. We we like say this is a compound we want you to look at. They say we don't have any, any interest in. Parkinson's per se, or they may not uh, have, a, have a program for it. We'll say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll fund it. We'll fund it early on. And, and if you get follow-on funding and you find something, great. And, and, and just promise us you share what, what you get through that follow-on funding. And that happened several times, and, and we've had big breakthroughs with that. We're also, we're also looking, we put a lot of money into finding a biomarker, which is a way to identify the disease before symptoms are, are evident. Because by the time my pinky twitched uh, in... in 1991 in, in Micanopy, Florida, when I was doing Doc Hollywood. Um, by the time that happened, 70% uh, of the dopamine-producing cells in my dead my brain were already dead. So, so we don't have a way to we don't have a way to identify the disease before us, but but we're getting close to that, and and then therefore finding a way to, to treat it prophylactically, so that we know you you may be fine. You're a 20 year old man, you're in good shape, but we know you're going to get Parkinson's. Because we've got the biomarkers, and we've, we, we now we can treat you with it. We can we can target drugs to treat that, and 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 it, and it may not be a cure, but you'll it'll never progress, and you'll never have symptoms. Well, is it in your case? Was it just bad luck, or was there any genetic predisposition? How if we're going to uh, uh, look at young people and and try to see if they might be susceptible to this? Do we target specifically people with family history? Well, we, we, we've just and this is some of the things we've done as a foundation is we we've helped identify. Uh, Genes for the first time, we had it. There was a hunch that genetics loaded the gun and 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 environment pulled the trigger. Um, in other words, you you were predisposed, and, and certain certain factors became evident, and it became uh, acted on 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 your pre-existing condition. And but we, that was just a theory. But we've now found genes, several genes that 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 are directed. There's one uh, particularly uh, that uh, called. Uh, LART two, I can't think of what the acronym is for, off the top of my head. But but um, it, it's identified with Ashkenazi Jews, and 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 so we now can go into the Ashkenazi population and, 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 and solicit them for for testing. And we have we have a huge databank 
that didn't exist before we we came into existence. We have a huge uh, uh, through 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 this biomarker initiative that we have, and and through registry of patients and and a thing we have called Fox Insight, where people share their experience in in a way in a in a in a uh, uh, a narrative uh, that, that that explains what each individual situation is. Because Parkinson's is very different with with different patients. Everyone has their own experience. So we collect all this data and make it available to anybody who wants to access it. Any, any scientists, and, 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 and we, we get a tremendous understanding of, of different patient populations. We've now realized that um, there are certain things, like if you have a, uh, a lack of sense of smell, your sense of smell is diminished. That's, that's, that's an indicator. Now, what you're giving me is, is hypochondriacal uh, fodder. <laughs> Unfortunately, because <laughs> the the I, I, well, because sometimes, like I feel, maybe I'll smell something that's not there, and I'll run to the computer and say, "Smell, <laughs> not there," and it'll say you're you're dying. But you, you know how that goes. Yeah, I'm a hypochondriac, you're, but you're from Western Canada, so you don't know anything. As about I would say, I don't have a doctor in the family, but I have the next best thing. And my wife is a hypochondriac. Well, she <laughs> so well, she's an Ashkenazi Jew from the East Coast. Yes, exactly. And she can she and she can diagnose she can diagnose a disease. Uh, I mean, like weird stuff, like. Uh, <laughs> You have, you have Alder's muscle spasm or something. She'll, 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 she, 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 can, she can just look at what you have and then say, you know, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what can we do to help? I don't know why. That, we, we'd be, well, I, I've can, done can, my part. I performed at his fundraiser. No, can, and, can, and, can, we, uh, can we do a night at the Comedy Cellar? We donate to your foundation or something yeah, like that? Figure, figure figure something like that. That'd be great. I would love to do that. If you, if you have somebody contact us, we'd be happy be to great. do that. I mean, we'll for, take a, a show. For us, what's really great is just to have people... Aware of what we're doing, and and, and, and and the thing that we the broader message we have is that beyond just Parkinson's, we're we're really we're really in the forefront uh, of private uh, disease foundations of uh, pushing the pushing the envelope of how this is done. I mean, we when we started, uh, we we had Kitty Hawk, and we're trying to build the space shuttle, uh, and, and and so it's been a long journey, but but it it, it, it has interest to anybody who cares about. It. MS, uh, ALS, uh, Huntington's, any of these neurological diseases that, because if we crack one, it's going to be like dominoes. So where can people go to learn more? I just go to michaeljfox.org. Perfect. Thank you so much. Is anybody, We're done? Okay. Unless anybody has any closing remarks or... No, I, I'm just, you know, this could sound corny and you probably hear this, but I just, I can't, I can't help it. I'm feeling, I'm just very, very inspired by you and um, the the way you control your psychology, really to to move on. I I, I take inspiration from that, my own stupid problems, and I, I really appreciate you coming. I, I know I'm aware of your problems, and they're not stupid. They're insane. <laughs> well, no, no, you, you met one of them, but no, no, I got ninety nine problems, but so she's not one. She's not one. <laughs> Noam's problem is he's got. Noam's biggest problem is he's got so many reservations, yeah. and he can't figure out. How to cram more people all right, all into right. less space at the comedy cellar? <laughs> all right, uh, he's been very blessed. No, I'm dormant is what I'm trying to say, but right. Tell but, him, but we, we, we um, honestly would be very happy to take a we'll show. Do. At the we comedy did something together um, with uh, at the gallery, right? With Muhammad, yeah. with Muhammad Ali, which you said is one of your favorite pictures. Yeah, right? Mark, Mark shows a picture of me with Muhammad Ali. It's just amazing. This, by the way, your life is like Doc Hollywood. You you came in all brash and young and. Look and 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 then you know you were right in Doc Hollywood. You kind of were all Mr. Big Shot. You wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Then you realized what was really important. Yeah, well, I don't know if that sleeping with a girl in the country. And... 
Pardon? <laughs> Sleeping with a country girl from North Carolina. That's what, that's what he did. He met a girl. So it was just, uh, he just, uh, he was converted by it. He was converted into country living. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. Owens, if you could please get up on the table and put your feet in stirrups. We're just here about our mail. It's from my sister. We don't read. Did you ever see that movie, No, I, I haven't seen that it's movie. It's Winchester I, I from MASH is in it. But he yeah. doesn't have that weird accent. It's very disconcerting. Yeah, it's a southern accent. Yeah, but he, I don't know how he talks in real life. He's the one who stuttered. He's away. He was the one in MASH that was like, thank you, no. Yeah, he, he, played a, he played a role in an old Mary Tyler Moore show, too, where he stuttered. He played the, the network executive. It was jarring to see him as that, too. It's just weird to see him yeah. without that accent. Anyway, Michael, yeah. thank you. I can't <laughs> believe he showed up. I'll be honest with you. I, 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 sent, I sent him a text, and I said, he'll never get back to me. I, I, I've been uh, since since you did our show. I've been wanting to get together and, and well, you know, obviously you can come here. I mean, Noam's a club owner, but I can speak on his behalf in this case. At any time, you you and your and or your son and any member of the Fox family wants to come down here for a show, obviously they're welcome. Uh, well, I, would be, I, I, I had to get my I had to make sure my passport was up to date before I came this far down. <laughs> <laughs> and hum is half off. All right, all right. Thank you, sir. Uh, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>